Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. For today's episode, we have a very cool guest uh, for the first time. Uh, Secret Nerd Podcast is going international, and uh, I'll get to talk about one of the games that I really want to play more than any other game, um, if you'd like to introduce yourself. My name is Jean-François. I'm uh, from Montreal, and I like to play role-playing games. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, so this has been a really fun, like cool thing. So when I first started wanting to do this podcast, um, it was around that same time I learned that The Witcher had an RPG. And a lot of times when I learn about like a new RPG, I'm like, the easiest way for me to learn is to watch either to like go through the book and play it or to watch and see somebody do it. And so I went looking and I was like, okay, let me find five white dudes playing this game because I figured that's how that would be and came across mm -hmm. the stream that you are a part of, um, a Tales from the Grim. And to my surprise, um, not only one, but two people of color were uh, members of, of this stream. And, <laughs> um, and yeah, and then, uh, um, you know, to learn that you were um, from French Canada. And uh, so I was like, these are a lot of really cool connections. Um, and so you're actually the first person that I invited to be on my show. And, you know, things got in our way, of course, and, and time. And, uh, so it took a while to get here. But yeah, so it, kind of a, a funny story. And then I really, if you don't mind me talking about this one, really funny story is I messaged you. And then you thought I was somebody else, and then blocked <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> and then realized I was not somebody else and and uh it was just such weird timing when yeah. you got in touch with me yeah it was the weirdest timing ever you just came out of the universe you right know, yeah and Seriously. appeared yeah and but the timing in my in my whole life I was like wait this must be some that 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 person you know I was having drama with somebody and I thought yeah it was so 
I thought you were someone else. Yeah. You know, because Twitter can be that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I had just created my account like two days prior and, um, you know. It was, exactly. Yeah. I was like, this guy just just appeared out of the universe and now he wants to talk to me? What's going on? I don't know how to social media. I don't. <laughs> it's I don't, okay. I don't understand. I was, <laughs> you, you reassured me like with, uh, I, I listened to the podcast and I was like, okay, this guy's for real. <laughs> He's actually who he says he is. This yeah. is good. Yeah. You know? Um, cause it's, it's, it's weird. You just see, you know, in social media, you, you have a picture or whatever, but I right. mean, you're wondering like a lot more. So. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, there is no picture. Sometimes you're not even sure. Right. Or drawing. Yeah. And, nothing like it's just, yeah. um, you're like, well, what does this show about? And it's so hard now with, you know, like, like when I was playing the witcher, yeah, I, I would get spammed with, um, you know, like uh, witcher porn. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> On occasion, so just, just yeah. No, so so you get you get you get you get these weird like troll. I can see that, yeah. Things, yeah. yeah. I've had like weird, a couple weird comments of just like, like randomly somebody putting in some like some weird bot advertisement type of deal, like check out right. this thing that's gonna fix all your D and D problems, and I'm like, well, I don't, I'll fix my own D and D problems. I don't need your weird ad. <laughs> but I, I'm flattered that I was the first person you wanted to get in touch with yeah how did that happen and like i said it was just you know the interest around the game of course and then the fact that you um you know perceptively were a black man who wanted to play or who played ttrpgs and um you know you come from a completely different place than i come from to to there's a lot of like very cool perspectives um and that's kind of what my whole show is about is getting a bunch of different people's perspectives about why they play Um, and, you know, sharing those stories so that people who grow up thinking like, well, I can't do this, or I can't be a DM because I've never seen a black DM before, or I can't play yeah. this game because, you know, the Witcher video game doesn't have any black people in it. And so why would I? And that's like, well, yeah. first of all, Artel Sorian is owned and ran by uh, a black man <laughs> and his son. <laughs> right. um, and, and, and you've seen the Netflix series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where they kind of. Very you know, diverse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting that way. Yeah, that cartoon was a little Which was, less, but the cartoon was less. Yeah, the, I the, seen yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was like yeah. one black dude, but um. yeah. And I hear like in the video game, I haven't played the video game even. Oh wow! Just, yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> it it was it's just because I don't have the um the the right system for it. Gotcha. Um, but uh, anyways, I didn't get to play it, and and then I I heard that um that you can't choose to be black in that, in that video game. And I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's always tough with those ones where at least it's tough because I agree. Like I always look for that too. Um, But I get upset if I can't do it and there's a character creation option, then I'm like, well, what, like, did you just not think that black people would play your game or um, at least (laughs) the Witcher, you're always Geralt and you, that doesn't change. So you're just this, person that they canonically made that's on the cover of the books and everything else so you mess with the hairstyle and things like that and that's about it but um yeah if they hadn't made it like you can be your own witcher and start from whatever school and you know run this path and it was like but you're only a white dude then a a problem with that for sure i just heard about it like i said yeah i haven't yeah but yeah the the role-playing game is it was uh it was a lot of fun yeah to be honest Uh, we had a great time yeah. Well, definitely. I want to get into that, but I would like to know, um, you know, for yourself, 
what, growing up, like, did you, were you always a nerd? Were you always like into, you know, teaching RPGs and video games, stuff like that? Or pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I mean, not TTRPGs, but like video yeah. games. Yeah. Starting with like, uh, you know, uh, Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. and, and, uh, <laughs> on the 64 right, yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> um you know st- the video games and and the, but the legend of zelda kind of started the whole kind of um uh the 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 interest in role playing i guess because okay. you know it came with maps and it it was this kind of thing where we would meet at school and talk about the maps and exchange you know secrets and stuff like that yeah. so yeah that's really cool. It was yeah. dungeon crawling, basically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of yeah, a solo solo version of that. Um but but then when um when I became um well uh when I came of age, so to speak, <laughs> um <laughs> I started playing Dungeons and Dragons um because uh I got I got a a friend got interested and uh, invited me to play. Hmm. Yeah. How old were you when you first played it? Oh, I think we were 13. Okay. About. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just at that time in our lives when we were starting to get real shy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Perfect time to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to venture into the deepest, darkest nerdum there is outside of <laughs> It was great. Yeah. Um, um, but we didn't play much. And then... Um, I, I was still interested, and I, there was also the um, the books, the uh, and that was even before Dungeons and Dragons, the um, the uh, build your own adventure books. Okay. Yeah, that that was my first like role playing experience. I would say yeah. along with Zelda, and then and then um, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, after playing with that friend, I, I met a group uh, of older guys. Yeah much older guys that played <laughs> and they kind of included me in their group. And, um, I was the only black dude there. Yeah. I can tell you that much. And I was the younger guy. Um, so it was, a a thrill, I yeah. would say, because, mm-hmm. uh, they, they kind of taught me the game and, um, we're really serious about it. And we go to tournaments. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Dungeon Dragon tournaments. How does that even work? And, uh, how does that it's amazing it's such it's so cool man like um it was like in the 90s uh and and you know we we meet people like ed greenwood like the guy who created forgotten realms yeah. and the creators of ravenloft and they would kind of like create these um gauntlets these crazy dungeon gauntlets um that um so they would give the adventure to different dungeon masters okay Every dungeon master would have a group, but they would all, all every group would be playing the same adventure. Then the dungeon masters would meet after and rate uh, people's role playing hmm. and uh, the strategy and all that. And then they would hand out awards, you know, and people could brag about being uh, <laughs> the best player at the tournament <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, that's this sounds very subjective, first of all, in its judgment. It's super subjective. Yeah. How did yeah. that, uh, uh, I mean, how did we're like, were the players fine with that? Like, were you fine with that? Did you feel like, were you just happy to be I there? I was, because yeah. we won. Oh, we wow. won like every single award. That's awesome. Uh, when, we, we got, when we went. Yeah. Um, so I, I, felt, I felt all right about it. But I mean, it was also not, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, that serious. You know, yeah. it's not like you got a medal or right, anything. Yeah you'd get a free pass to like a LARP or something, you know? Yeah. 
That's crazy. I'm like trying to like, it but just it was seems a so thrill to like compete and, and like try to come up with like the best strategies and all yeah. that, you know, it was like kind of an incentive, um, you know, and when you're a teenager, that's, that's that kind of stuff is fun. I think. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, um, you, you say that and there's actually a D and D podcast called give me the loot and they are creating a PVP D and D tournament. Um, that'll okay. be streamed. It's, it's going to be a cherry stream. The interesting thing about this is that it was not PvP. Oh, yeah. And it was, I think it purposefully set out not to be PvP. Yeah. To build, like, groups and community in a way, you know, like, yeah. in a different way. Right, yeah. You know, I think, I, I do like that concept. I feel like it would be tough, like, you'd have to have, because not only... I guess if you're not worrying like about who's finishing it first, because initially when you're talking about it, it's like, is that how it's going to be? If you're not worried about who's finishing it first, then you don't have to worry about like the pace of the GM, right? Because it's, yeah, it's not about the who finishes yeah. first. It's really about role playing. They they rate the role playing and like the solutions you find to very um, difficult uh, situations. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I feel like that should come back. Yeah. <laughs> I should, man. It yeah, was, that seems I, and I think we kind of have it at some level. Um, I heard about it like from a guy in Adventurers League. Oh, okay. Um, that they had some kind of tournaments going. Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah, I, I, I didn't really follow up. Yeah, I never like, I've never been one to like attend big things like that. Um, when I wasn't forced to, like if, if work made me do it, then I would go. But uh, I mean, like for a big conference or in general. So I've never been to like Comic Con or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I think it would be interesting to see. Uh, that aspect of it, just like, you know, having that set. But yeah, so I mean, with this other one, this is the first, this is the first time that I've heard of a different type of tournament, because this other podcast are doing a a, a charity stream. And it's going to be PVP with a bunch of different like podcasts or different creators and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out too. But yeah, I think it's cool to do things community wise, that'll like start to bring people in. So I think it's a that's yeah. definitely an awesome entry into it. So when you started playing with those uh, with those older guys, like what happened with your friend group yeah. that was playing too? Like, did you guys have, were you still part of that second group or? I didn't have a friend group. Oh, okay. Um, like I played, I played, I was, I had played with like one friend of mine. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, he wasn't that interested, I think. He gotcha. had other interests. Yeah. And so I, you know, I was just kind of like doing these, do your own build your own adventure yeah and then met uh, finally met somebody who played dungeon and dragons yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and he, he brought me into this group that's awesome yeah yeah so so when you were younger in montreal did you um like was being a nerd stigmatized like was D stigmatized at that time yeah yeah <laughs> um definitely more than now yeah for sure um you know it, yeah, back in the '90s, uh, it was definitely. I think it was more of a stigma, yeah. and more uh, there was a lot more mistrust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Towards the indie, I mean, I remember when I was getting into it, kind of, uh, um, kind of uh, picking up on this kind of satanic panic literature. Yeah, and that 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 had been sensationalized and was being printed as bestsellers. Like I remember reading one of those just to see if, like, you know, <laughs> I might, I might. <laughs> go insane or yeah playing this game test it yeah because there was some concern back then but i mean other than that it was it was you know yeah it was uh 
it wasn't something you know like you uh you would talk about yeah um open yeah yeah i think i mean that's you know obviously similar here um and i think it's good thing that it changed of course do you feel now like um there are more groups now in in your area that are playing the game and and you know talking about like, oh yeah like it's a lot easier now yeah yeah well you know because of uh the, the internet. internet yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. the great equalizer um, yeah. yeah um the the internet um and and um I, th- I think that that's contributed a lot to like growing the scene yeah and and and, and me being aware of the scene at all you know yeah because i think back then it was like pockets of players everywhere mm-hmm. um you know home groups and everything and um it wasn't so much of a hobby shop thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, where I'm where, here in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it sounds, it sounds like you enjoyed that group you played with when you're younger, but did you feel, um, not against the group, but in the sense of like looking at the, the player's handbook and stuff like that, did you like play black characters or, or how did you? Yes, I, I only played black characters. Yeah, um, I only played black characters. I mean, for for me, the um, whole head head, you know, addressing this issue of race head on, you know, like yeah. uh, um, was attractive to me back then because I was like a teenager and like trying to figure out my own identity and everything yeah. and like where I fit in and all that. So, um, so it you know it became a catalyst. Yeah, for for exploring racial identity, yeah, and um, and so I would always play a drow. You know? okay, I was like, yeah. I'm a drow, yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, just everybody can deal with it, you know, and uh, yeah. So okay, yeah. but that so that brings up an interesting point because did you play a drow because they were coded black in the book, or did you like did you ever feel like you couldn't play a black human? And I'm not trying to like push the point. I'm just curious about that. Yeah. From your no, I didn't feel like I couldn't play a black human. Okay. Um, I never felt that. I just felt that the drow was way more attractive in a way. Yeah. Because of the stigma attached to the drow. Yeah. And the the racism that the drow actually has to deal with. You know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. if I was playing a black human, that whole issue, um, you know, would be. Uh, would would uh, just not be there because it's a fantasy world where, where you know maybe black humans don't have issues you know but drows certainly do right yeah, yeah. that's yeah. uh very so um, for me it was all about like just you know it, because i felt i felt that way you know yeah. i felt stigmatized i felt uh, that way you know yeah so. no i um it's very attractive yeah yeah for sure i i definitely looked at the drow the same way and i think part of that um so are you familiar with ari salvatore and like the drist novels yeah, like yeah. yeah so um i read those before i ever played uh that's not true i read those after i had only played like three or four sessions um but it was years later mm-hmm. and and in the same way like even though the drow, there's a lot of issues with the way that they were coded and, and uh, what they represented for a lot of people. Drist, to me, was in that same light of like, you know, he's like, fine, if I'm going to take the face value of, you know, drow or evil for whatever, right? He at least yeah. was like, no, we're, we don't all have to be this way. I'm going to choose to be 
different and he's the hero of the story um and so Mm -hmm. to me i looked at that as like okay this is cool like this is uh, a story i can relate to because you know i didn't grow up around a lot of people that look like me so um i've felt a lot of those things that he goes through and i feel like Ari salvatore handled that in a pretty good way of of um you know, for being an old white guy, like really understanding, like, you know, these are the, some of the things that he would have to go through and, and, you know, having his friends rally around him and, um, yeah, he's Italian. Uh, are you self I, yeah. I think, yeah, well, I think he might, I mean, you know, American. Right? Yeah. 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 And I mean, for a long time, Italians weren't even considered white people in America. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that there's a lot of that same thing. Like I never, I've never felt like I shouldn't play a drow and I have played a drow before, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, but I, I did, I find myself always like going to races that weren't human specifically races that were, weren't human. Yeah. We're not human. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Well, yeah, I just, I just like those cause they were longer lived. That was my rationale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, man, I could play this guy for way longer. <laughs> yeah. I I agree. I've I've definitely done the same thing. But then I really think about it. I'm like, but I mean, this game's never going to go for like, okay, you guys are taking a 200 year uh, break in game time. Just in case. You never (laughs) never know. (laughs) This just might be the one. Yeah. You're going to be level 17 for the next 200 years. And then uh, everybody else who's a human can just re roll characters. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You you know. Yeah. No, I got you. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I think, uh, I mean, that's, that's a positive thing I I would say. Yeah. So when did you, when was the, like the first time that you got to play, uh, with other people of color? Whew. Well, that was like, uh, let's see. My God. Um, that was maybe 10, no, wait, I need to think about this. The first time. <laughs> wow. I, maybe after that time that we discussed there. Yeah. Um, like the, the whole tournaments and all that. I would say maybe 10 years down the line, I got to play with people of color. Wow. But that was because like, yeah. Because I mean, I, I stopped playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's part of it. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. I, I, I stopped playing for like 10, 10 years or more or less. You know, I yeah. stopped playing with that group and then just stopped playing mm-hmm. and then started again. And it was for my brother and as some of his friends who worked at the, his warehouse. Oh, okay. Who, yeah. Yeah. Who, who really look, look kind of like, like that guy on, on that you drew for your podcast. Oh yeah. These warehouse workers coming in and we just would have these crazy sessions together. Yeah. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was like almost, yeah, mostly people of color. So yeah. it was fun. And, and so um, you, you DM those then, games? Yeah. Awesome. I would DM them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't really know anything about role playing games. They were just like, man, I just want to come here and chill. And yeah. Yeah. I think I think that 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 like just the newborn baby experience of TTRPGs of just like I don't know what I'm doing I'm just here to have fun and you just tell people like yes yeah. have fun what would your character do and it's it's such a like un unleashed mindset of just like okay cool 
Like you're not bound by. And they can be, yeah, and they can be really good at it because they don't take the game that seriously. You know, yeah. it's not like yeah. I'm going to play violin. It's like I'm going to play Dungeons and Dragons, and you know, they don't, so they they just goof off, but they they can do really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. It, it's very, um, you know, once they get into, it, I think you kind of have that open mind, right? Because we're, I'm, I know for myself, I'm very much colored by all the fantasy books that I've read and you know the tv and movies that i've consumed and things like that um and so even like you know i have to be a little bit more conscious of like oh yeah like this is a fantasy world i might as well try it right the only thing that's going to stop me is the roll of the dice um maybe the gm uh but maybe not and so um yeah i think it's it's cool to just kind of have that like okay you said well i could do whatever i'll try it so here we exactly. go. <laughs> Roll a d20. Yeah. Have, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And then, so how did you end up getting hooked up with the um, the stream, the the Witcher stream? Okay. Yeah. I, I started um, watching a stream. Okay. Um, a Dragonline stream. Okay. And uh, a lot of those pl- the players that were in that Witcher stream were on that Dragonland stream, and I really enjoyed it and got in touch with them. Yeah, and um, uh, you know, uh, one thing led to another, and we we started we we decided to start playing The Witcher. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Dragonland stream ended, and I was like, "Wow, I've, guys, I've, I'm dying to play with you," and they were like, "Let's do it." Yeah, um, that's yeah, really cool. Great. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome to see, you know, and not to ha- not. Not that I have ever seen a reason that they wouldn't be, but to see that they were so welcoming and uh, and invited. Yeah, no, but th- th- there's there could be a few reasons, you know, because honestly, like I'm not a streamer, I'm not yeah. um, that kind of entity or aspire to be, um, yeah. um, nor am I an actor or whatever. And like a lot of these people have like dramatic training or whatever, and right. you know they're having fun with the game, but um, you know, so so taking in like people who aren't necessarily from that world you know it, it, it may not be it may not always be great for them but i mean <laughs> wow did we have a good time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not fully uh caught up on it and for for uh, those wondering it's it's the, that at least season of it um has ended now right yes yeah yes um, it has yeah. and i mean we're yeah we're no longer streaming now yeah yeah um but it's still available on on youtube and, and it's really good um especially if you're looking for something that's not you know, basic D and D stuff, because um, The Witcher is such a crazy system, and it's yes. such a wild world. You know, so when you did you know, and when like going into it, that that was going to be the game you're going to play, or that we're going to play The Witcher? Yeah, yeah. They they proposed it to uh, the the GM proposed it uh, to us, and um, I mean, I didn't really know anything about it because I hadn't played the video game. Yeah. And so I decided to, uh, since I didn't have the system for the video game and I wasn't ready to update, yeah. um, I decided to get the novels. Okay, yeah. And and go through those. And uh, <laughs> wow, man, <laughs> uh, that was crazy um, in terms of the issues that were being uh, addressed. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And um you know what? What I did mention when when I did mention like D and D bringing the whole like racial um, identity to the forefront. Yeah. I mean, I think The Witcher brings racism uh, to a whole new level. Yes, you know? for sure. Yeah, yeah, and um, and and brilliantly, you yeah. know, the 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 author. So, 
um, I was very inspired to, to, to go in there and, and try try stuff out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, even they do a good job of that in the games too, because, you know, you're walking around traveling through this stuff. And so you're watching them like, oh yeah. Okay. All the dwarves live outside of the city in a slum in shacks and elves yeah. are like, pariah and you do not associate with them and if you you're caught doing it like you're going to be in trouble and so there's all this like crazy um yeah yeah it's and i mean the whole game is very like grimdark you know and and the books too right Uh, yeah and and you know like i think your degree of sensitivity to that material can vary you know from one person Mm -hmm. to the other yeah and so it's 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 a it's a tricky thing you know yeah i would say yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it kind of segues me into this, like you growing up, I can say at least the education, I'll preface this, excuse me, the education in New Mexico is not good. And that's a not just me being a jerk, like that's statistically, we're rated at the near bottom, if not the bottom. Um, so that being said, we are kind of taught that Canada is like a very progressive you know, non-racist type of place. Um, but obviously you seem to be very race conscious and understand a lot of stuff. So, you know, in your experience, like, was that stuff that you still dealt with out there? And is it like, is it, you know, are there still those issues? I mean, it seems like an ignorant question, but I, I just like to get your... No, it's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I you, mean, you mean in comparison to the United States? And just in general, like from your experience, because I don't think it's fair. Like we're we're right. we're pretty good at racism, you know. We're not as good as like right. South Africa, uh, but we're pretty good. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. First off, my mom is American. Okay. Yeah, she's from she's from New York. Okay, awesome. That's, that's my my whole black side. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So, but anyways, like here in Canada, here in Quebec, in Montreal, you know, and in my world, um, you know, racism, racism is is a, is, a, is a very very much an, an issue. Yeah, yeah, it's very much an issue. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's 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 it, it, you know, it's 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 uh, institutionalized and all that, and mm-hmm. you know, there's there's the whole question of. Um, the the native uh, Americans and and so, but I mean it, it's very much an issue. It's very much an yeah issue. yeah I, yeah. There's plenty of opportunities to be uncomfortable here in Canada. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourselves down there, <laughs> because you know Montreal. It's like sometimes it's come it's i'll tell you in comparison what it's like um coming from montreal though mm-hmm. you know because montreal doesn't have a, a very big uh, black population compared to toronto in canada yeah you know? mm-hmm. um it's like 10 percent here yeah. mm-hmm. in montreal yeah so 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 yeah the less people have contact with with uh, black people the, the more yeah. Fantasies. <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> yeah. 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 Certainly true. That's, That's the, the good way to put it. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. they will definitely apply those fantasies to the first dark skinned person well, I mean, they see. Would, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like these, the media circulates them and uh, it's just like, okay, well, here's my chance to uh, bust those things, <laughs> you know, bust it out. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it seems. It yeah, seems. for sure. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. I think, um, and, and I figured there was at least some of that, of course. Um, like I said, we're just kind of, our perspective outside looking in is just like, oh, like if you want like a peaceful, happy life, like Canada's where you go. Um, in terms of like maybe more like, um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe more government or yeah. whatever, you know, I mean, Probably, yeah. peaceful, happy life in terms of like, you pay 50% of what you earn to the government yeah. and they kind of take care, help take, you know, right. <laughs> make society a much nicer. <laughs> yeah. And I think a two more is like, comfortable. Yeah. I think it's also, you know, or equalized of, or whatever. <laughs> I think yeah, it's also kind of taught to us through the lens of, of white people who would go and have an absolute wonderful time probably. And you know what I mean? And not have really those issues right. outside of maybe, you know, a language barrier and then, coming off stupid right because you can't speak french uh yeah. but i think you guys are are you taught both languages uh in school french and english um yes but that's not what gets people makes people bilingual yeah um mo most of the time people who, who learn in school they're not going to necessarily yeah. speak it yeah, yeah. that makes um, sense yeah so... i guess it's whatever is in your home right i think yeah and i think but french people have a tendency to speak you know, be able to speak English more because it's it's more of a, maybe a bit more of a necessity or more tempting because, you know, there's the United States and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that being said, the I, I was in Vermont years ago <laughs> and I was swimming. Uh, my, my grandmother lived in a very small town in Vermont and there was like a very popular uh, river uh, where people would go to swim mm -hmm. and um, uh, met a girl that was from uh, montreal and she only spoke french so okay i used what little oh. skills i had to talk to her um and uh but yeah that, <laughs> is, is that when you decided to start learning french is it no no actually okay, just, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> no thankfully like, i, I had our french now right yeah <laughs> um <laughs> no and we didn't like stay in contact or anything uh, after that i think we like became friends on facebook and you know, sent to cover each other a couple of messages, uh, over a very short period of time. But, um, yeah, I, I had already started learning because of my, uh, my grandmother, my grandmother was fluent in French and never taught her mom okay. or never taught my mom. And so my mom wasn't able to teach us, but she, the, you know, five, six words that she knew she would say sometimes when we were kids, um, and then talk about, you know, that side of, of, of her culture. And so, when I had the opportunity to learn language in school, stupid me, like I live in a place that is, Spanish is our second language. That's the other language everybody <laughs> speaks to. Uh, I was like, I'm not learning that. I'm learning French. Um, I'm not going to stay in Mexico. Uh, and yeah, so. Uh, I'm going to go uh, to Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Or Daddy. France, you know, or yeah. And so <laughs> I, um, so I, I basically learned French for like six years and I feel like I don't really know a lot, but I feel like when I start to like think about like putting together sentences and things like that, I kind of remember more than I give myself credit for. Um, I think it would be one of those things like if I spent like two weeks immersed in it, I could probably get by okay. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But you, you get even fluent, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Because um, it's it's still there, right? I still have a French brain, you know, for certain things, and so. Uh, but it's just, I just don't ever use it. But yeah, so by the time that I met that girl, it was 
already six years of of taking classes and you know having to do uh, uh, so oral finals and stuff like that. yeah so uh, yeah it was not great uh, uh, yeah. language uh, there was still a language barrier and I you know when you're like oh shit I actually have to use this it's kind of a well. I guess uh, you become even oh, man, you sound like you want to speak French with me. Tu veux parler français avec moi? On peut parler français si tu veux. Yeah. I would. No, I'm going to put you on the spot. No, you're good. We're podcasting. Yeah, you can do it after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's such a beautiful language and, and it's something that I would really love yeah. to, to get back into at some point. And, uh, you know, now that I have kids, I, I think I'll probably start to help them learn Spanish just because it's here. And I think it's important. Like when I was a kid, but if you know French, it's, 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 Spanish yeah. is much easier. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't think about all the rules, you know, of English, even when I was learning them in school, I was so good at, at English. Like that was my thing. You know what I mean? And I just, okay. so to me, all of that, French, like yeah, French. verbs, adverbs, like all that stuff was so second nature. And then you go to French and it's just like, why are there are so many rules for this? And there's rules for English. I just don't think about it. <laughs> it's a crazy language. French. Yeah. It's crazier than English, I would say, in some ways. Yeah. It drives you crazy. Yeah. But it's fun. So yes. um, it makes you passionate too, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It, yeah. That was like, I think, too, as a high school kid and like girls like, oh, say something cool in French. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> That's another good reason to learn it. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. It's decisions I made as yeah. a child. But I could I'm happy you, you know, you did that. I'm happy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Come to, you can come to Montreal at some point. So yeah, for sure. Change. Yeah, definitely. And um speaking of Montreal, so I know that uh you play uh or I don't know if it's still do, but uh, you played in another game with uh, a trooper, right? Uh, Freight, uh, right? French yes. game, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. How was that? That was game? like kind of parallel with The Witcher. Yeah. Um, that that game was pretty cool too, man. That was like uh, more historical, you know. So yeah. you had to do rest- historical research on your character. Oh, okay. You know, um, to kind of figure them out, and and then like, once again, I was playing a black guy. Yeah. Yeah. In that in that game, mm-hmm. um, so, so f- found some. In- yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say. Um, so, from my understanding, I've, I've seen uh, an interview of Troopers um, that he did with somebody, and just like from mm-hmm. you know everything he's put out, like um, he seems like a obviously he's an academic, right? So he and he seems like the history and and those things are very important to him. Like, how was it being in a game of his? Um, you know, and, and having him run that. Well, yeah, it'd be, it was funny. Like you're, you're in a game with where he's running the game and then you're in another game where, you know, we're, we're playing together. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, you know, there's a, the trust was there and um, he's a wonderful storyteller. And, and like you said, you know, he's, he's a very well uh, read and learned. So, so the, yeah. the world came to life. It was it was quite incredible. He was very devoted to that yeah. to that. That was like a dream of his, you know. For, yeah. For like, I think he had had it for a decade before it he did it. So you can feel the excitement and. Um, no, I had I had some very very good times on that show. Yeah, I, I think it would be yeah. fun to to play in a game that he ran. I think just from 
just from like the things that yeah. no because I think people like that. He's very thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to have somebody who's thoughtful and, and, and that passion about and black it. and black. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Yeah. Which, 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 which helps when it helps when you're playing a game that takes place in occupied France mm-hmm. uh, and there are Nazis everywhere. Right. It helps to, <laughs> for me, you know, for yeah. me, because like I said, I'm, maybe I'm a bit more sensitive to that shit, you know, like everybody can be like, oh yeah, so I'm going to play this. I'm going to play that. I'll play a Nazi. I don't care. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm sensitive uh, to this shit, yeah, you know, no. like, this is, yeah. oh, you know, so, so it was, that was good. Yeah, and, but, you know, just to do the two, to do that, uh, the Witcher uh-huh. and that French resistance at the same time I found was a bit heavy, you know, uh, Yeah. Um, because both, both worlds had this big racial um, uh, war going on or whatever. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. 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 I, I can see that. that. Yeah. I think it's, you know, especially if you're like immersing yourself into the character, um, it's hard not to take on some of that stuff. You know, there's a lot of times people come away from a game where they feel, feel like emotionally wrapped up in, in the story or impacted by an NPC death or a PC death or whatever. Like there's, these are true experiences that we're having. Um, So I can see how those two things at the same time would be kind of a lot to do. It was, was, yeah, it was, it was a crazy one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I ha- yeah, definitely needed to decompress a lot during the, the during those games. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say too, you know, you're talking about having a black guy deliver that story. I could just imagine like a blonde dude playing the NPC as a Nazi. I feel like it would kind of just it would hit you a little bit different, right. you know, come in, coming from Yeah, it would hit you a bit different. But then again, you know, like it's interesting because you know, like in games like um if 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 you take away so this this what was disturbing about this setting is that it was a real real historical setting right you now and it, it conjures up the past in a very real way yeah um, and so if somebody came in and played a Nazi everybody would be like holy fuck you know yeah. like yeah yeah that's too real. Um, right yeah it's too real right but but then you know you can play like another game like um, like a, you know in in, in Dungeon Dragon somebody's gonna play like a psychopathic um, you know, warrior who, who just kills everybody, but it's like, you know, like a barbarian or whatever, yeah. you know, and that's like, Oh, that's, that's all right. That's cool, man. Fuck. That's really cool. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I do degrees. Agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I could see that. And it, it is kind of a strange concept too. I think there's a lot of, um, not a lot, but there are some classes or, or subclasses where I'm like, like the um, conquest paladin, right. In D and D. And I'm like, that just seems so like, that's like too much colonialism. Like you're like literally right. going yeah, but, to just conquer people, you know? Yeah. That's something that you're sensitive to, right? Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like maybe another person would just be like, that's super fucking cool, man. That's yeah. like what my answer is <laughs> or whatever, you know? But I mean, that's super fucking cool. Yeah. And so you're like, you're sitting there with them and you have to reconcile everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I think that's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's 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 a great part of the game as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's an opportunity to like, you know, do those things or whatever, or just have fun with it, or or not, you know, but to to confront those issues or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think it it really is. I I know that um, in our D and D game that we played, uh, I was a half drow and half human, 
um, and uh, uh, another member, they were uh, a drow as well. And the way I was written, I was still using like the, you know, most drow are evil, but not all of them. And, um, and so the way that... And, and that's changed now. Yeah. 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 Um, and the way that, you know, I looked at the drow and the character and how they wanted to be treated in the game um, and expected and me the way I expected my character to be treated in the game versus, uh, you know, my friend who I, I love dearly, uh, a white person who looked at it from their lens and their, you know, and their expectations of it were different. And and even how we like pictured the way that they were colored was different. You know what I mean? And there was so much stuff um, and it never became like anything serious at all. Um, but it was just interesting. Like it's one of those moments in time that stuck in my head with like, Oh yeah, we don't perceive this the same way. Like right. this is a very different experience. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. so, and then just gathering around the table, it's like all these, perspectives you know like coming to meet you know in a way so it's interesting yeah yeah and when it came to like for you um in role playing because i think it is something you said you're not an actor but i do think that you do a very good job uh of role playing your character and getting into it um is that just you know do you feel like you got that just from time playing the game or from time playing the, a game, um, before I did The Witcher and, uh, you know, started the whole, like, getting into streaming or, or, or starting that, I, I was, like, DMing for friends, you know? Like, okay. I, I had just finished a campaign. Um, it was our midlife thing, you know, like, where yeah. we started this campaign and then did it for, like, three years, you know? Yeah. Um, and I had just finished that and then started The Witcher, Witcher and all that. But so I had I had a lot of experience playing for my friends, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and entertaining them, yeah. you know, yeah. and um, and they were really close friends. They were my original like a group from high school, you know, yeah. um, that I had played with. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, yeah, and we got back together in midlife and like picked up the campaign we hadn't finished <laughs> and finished it. Dang, you know. Yeah, I know it's kind of typical, but <laughs> no, hey, hey, that's awesome, man. I think it's it's yeah. cool. Like, and there's so much. Like, I have, but so so that's where my experience came from, though. Yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. Um, I I think it, you know it's funny. There's so many people um, who are starting to get into like you know doing podcasts or whatever who don't have any acting experience, and there's people who do, and it's funny sometimes having kind of you know that parallel of like this person's trained for this, right? And they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah. This person just plays a lot of games and they're still doing a fantastic job. And Play, you know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And But I, I got inspired by the guys who were who were actual, act, like had the training. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I told you I watched Dragonlance. Yeah. Um, that was a bunch of like people who had training and were, were really co- doing cool improv- improvisational stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of got my mind racing with my own campaign. And I was like, I want to step things up and I want to, you know, do more acting and I want to do more role playing, you know, and, yeah. and they kind of inspired me to like raise the bar, you know? Yeah. 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 And do when you... you go on a stream, when you go on a stream, the bar is there, but, you know? <laughs> so it's like, I want to do, I want to, I want to fucking, you know, do something here. You know? yeah. 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 I definitely think that there's more, like I do enjoy that low stress of just having a home game um, yeah, and not having to like feel like everybody has to be doing this performative thing. Right. Um, right. You're just having fun and just playing and, you know, totally. I, yeah, as a DM, totally. I try to do as much as I can. But, I, but. After, me after four years of home gaming, 
I was ready to stream. Yeah. I was like, I want to take this shit to the next level. Yeah. You know, like I want to, I want to go all out, you know, like I have ideas. My friends earned that into it. You know, they want to keep having that fun and everything. I'm going to go try this yeah. and just go all out, you know? And, and it, it became like a, a really um, profound experience, like in terms of like uh, imp- improvising emotions and yeah. like those coming from very real places as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I mean, it's it, you did a great job, and um, you know, the, I mean, the whole the whole uh, crew there uh, really does a good job, and it's so like, it's so, it's so um, what's the word? Um, it's kind of shocking to like you you're done, and then listen to people just like talk in their normal voices with their normal like, emotions, <laughs> and I'm like, who are you? Like this is I can't even, I know. Uh, it, you know, we're and just channeling our characters, yeah, you know, it's great, like, man. It's, character, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's important. But I think but... everybody does that, you know, like, I mean, when you go to, in, to a certain degree, mm-hmm. to a certain degree, yes. and maybe it starts with a very small degree, you know, yeah. but I mean, I remember going to hobby shops and, and what I found really interesting was getting to know people through role playing, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like finding out stuff about them you know, through their characters, you know, yeah. without even knowing them. And it was just, yeah, it was fascinating. Yeah. Um, and, and, but, you know, they all had their little ways of role-playing their characters. Like, and, you know, they weren't trained actors. You know, you, you yeah. know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. those home games or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think uh, in the hobby shop, it's a bit more performative, a tiny bit yeah. more than home game, but yeah. Because yeah, I think at that point you're you're comfortable obviously being around people watching you do this thing and um it's almost like, yeah. you know, it, it, it it's maybe even I would say even a little bit more scary than a stream because at least on a stream it's like, well I can see a chat going, but I don't see the people watching me do this. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Whereas in a hobby shop, like people yeah, are mean, walking me in on and stream, out of the room. like I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't do the chat, you know, like because yeah. for me um, my audience is really the people I'm playing with. Yeah. You know, like I'm doing everything for them. You yeah. know, like I want to, I want them to f- feel certain things. I want them, I want to bring it to life for them. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, and they're the, they're the kind of gauge that I have to like know, you know, how the, how it's received or how it's coming across or whatever. So, yeah. And, and I, I got that into that habit through the home games, you know, Just yeah. through my, watching my friends watch me, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Are you, do you have plans to, to be on more streams in the future? I know you, you work on other stuff and, you know, it yeah. takes time, but. Well, right. Yeah. Right now, like the, I'm doing um, a few off stream games okay. with streamers. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I can I, the the Witcher with the Witcher crew were were uh, I mean not all the Witcher crew but a few people from the Witcher crew now we're doing a Rhyme of the Frostmaid and Dungeons okay. and Dragons yeah so, and we've been doing that for like almost a year now so. nice but it's it's a lot of fun yeah, yeah so we're doing that but we're I, I'm kind of staying off stream because it's like oof, uh, there was there was some drama there um, in terms of people that I knew and uh, these whole Twitter wars and all that. So um, I was just like, for, I, I had found the people I wanted to play with yeah, and, and kind of um, build on, on the role-playing and develop the role-playing. And, and then I had found those people on stream and, and they, they were happy to play off stream. So I was like, fine. Yeah. It's it's not it's not like a like if 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 I if there's like a, a project that's really gonna like, um, 
that'll grab us all or or that uh that that that, that i want to bring to stream someday i'll do that but I, I don't see it in the near future yeah no. uh, i mean yeah. I, yeah i think that's fair and i, I think you, it's important to it's kind of a phase it was a phase for me in a way you know, yeah I would say. but i mean it's not that i won't go back definitely not yeah well, I think it's important to it's know just, that about yourself. And, it's a big commitment too. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, and take care of yourself, you know, cause um, you yeah. know, it is a big commitment. And, and like you talked about, like those are two heavy games at once, you know, and, and bouncing yeah. it out. Like, I was, oh man. And you know, like there was, there were characters who had a lot of, the two characters I was doing both had some tragedy. You know, yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, like, yeah. Yeah, but you know that comes from a very real place as well. Yeah, so it's like it always comes out in your character somehow. These these things, you know. Yeah, very interesting. Do you have? I don't know if that happens with you. (laughs) I think well, so for me, I haven't done any streams um, personally. um, But I mean, just like like in terms of like stuff bleeding over into your character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, it's natural. Yeah. And I, I've, because of that, like I'm, you know, there's the trope of like, you know, your character of not like having family relations and stuff like that. And like, um, for me, you know, being a father is so important. So like, I think it would be so hard for me to have even just a game where it's like, I have kids, you know, my character has kids in this game because I just, like I don't ever want anything to happen to my kids, right? And I even even <laughs> my fake, you know, That's NPC really children, it would still yeah. that would be too much for me. Um, so it would take a lot yeah, of trust. I think in, in a way they're not fake, right? Right. Yeah, not, I'd yeah. still create them and and give them their personality and everything else and their attachment yeah, to this character. They exist in your mind, and yeah. So it would take a lot of trust, I think, and understanding from whoever's running that game to like, like. I'm fine and having this relationship, but I do not want them affected. You know what I mean? By my player yeah. being an adventurer or whatever. So, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I definitely like every time I play, I, you know, I, it takes me an hour to wind down from it, just, yeah. you know, um, and most of the time I'm running Thoughts games. Thoughts are down, swirling. So, and- yeah. 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 And I'm like, Oh, how am I going to get this thing and, and coming up with new characters and, you know, reminiscing on how NPCs interacted with the players and all that stuff. Like, I think it, it's hard not to, to become attached to that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I was going to ask you, do you have any interest in talking about the project that you're working on and stuff? Like you make films, am I correct? Yeah. 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 No, right now I'm working on a documentary with a grant uh, from the Canada council for the arts. Um, and it's like it's 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 a kind of a um, personal narrative, a documentary okay. um, that I'm doing with my twin brother. Oh wow! And we're kind of yeah yeah we're re- revisiting our past. You know, it's kind of a midlife thing. It's yeah. That's all. That's all I'll say for now. Okay. It's, it's, awesome. But it's yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, I have a twin. Yeah. But he, we're not identical. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so I was gonna ask that. Yeah. We have a very interesting story that I want to tell. Yeah. Does he play games? <laughs> uh, no, he does not. Okay. He does. He plays video games, but yeah, he doesn't but play not. role-playing games. Yeah. Have you yeah. tried or? To get him into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I told you about like the, when he was working at the world. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Come, come over and play <laughs> games. But yeah, they, they would just, like he, there was, yeah, it wasn't never. He's not going to pursue it outside of, yeah. 
outside of you bring it outside of yeah yeah exactly i tried (laughs) yeah yeah you try your hardest yeah yeah i think i mean it's such a crazy thing like you know i that's why i'm always blown away like when people are talking about like um or show like twins and like the twins are like dressed the same and do the same things and that stuff and i'm like i don't know that seems performative in itself you know what i mean because it's you guys are still your own people of course and um, yeah very much so he likes to read fantasy though oh yeah was that something that you guys like did as as kids like fostered young yeah yeah yeah. yeah, and I, I remember listening to your podcast and thinking, oh my God, the, the, the very same thing happened to me. Yeah. And you were talking about like how, how your your mom used to buy your fantasy books or, or your grandma. Or yeah, yeah. They used to send you stuff. Yeah, yeah my mom used to do that too. Kind of nurtured that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all like it. Christmas, birthdays. And I was happy. Like that. I, that's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. And of course, like video games came. That's give it, right? But, yeah. I knew you would be happy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I just don't have the, as much time anymore, and I don't like audiobooks. So, oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. I know that's how I get most of my reading done. <laughs> I know, I know, I understand yeah. it would be more effective so too. Just driving, and I yeah. just there was one series. Um, it actually on the, uh, the the production sometimes. Yeah, ha- have you read the Wheel of Time series? Yes. So you know they're yes, making a TV show, I right? Mean, <laughs> It's been like 10, 10 years. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I know they're making it. Yeah, I heard the t- about the yeah. TV series, yeah. It actually looks pretty interesting. But it's, yeah, that was one. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. At the end, they um, there was those last few books, and I just wanted to get through them. And it was to the point where I was like, you know when you're reading so much and you're so ingrained, you're like, I would rather, like, I need to find a way to, like, sneak this book into my office and read it while I'm supposed to be working because I'm so interested in, like, what's going to happen next. And so I had that experience of just like wanting to just like finish these books. And so finish that was serious. Yeah. And so that was the Challenge. one time where I was like, okay, I'm just going to get the audio books and just listen to it. Cause then I could do it. And then oh, yeah. I would get off and I would get off work and I'd find the page of like where it was. And then I could go and finish reading from there. And then uh, it was a lot of back and forth. And the harder part was okay. I've read now three chapters. Now I got to go find where it's in the audio book. Oh man! <laughs> wow. But um, dedication. Yeah. But I yeah I I just love the feel of like real books, you know, and the smell of books. And oh, I hear you, man. I hear you. I just <laughs> I have so much time now. I know there's not enough time at all for mm. that. <laughs> to sit and read a book, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Find it. Um, yeah. So are there any games that you want to play that you just haven't had the chance yet? Let's see. Well, I mean, you know, like you kind of sparked my interest in Pathfinder. Yes. Um, that's my whole goal in life. That's your whole goal? <laughs> no, my not D- really. My D&D buddies are going to hate you, but that's fine. <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah. I will run a game for I don't, you. I, I'll tell you that right now. I, I don't understand the... Uh, the kind of the kind of conflict between D and D and Pathfinder, if there is one, is there one? I don't I'm know. not sure. There, okay. I think there's That's one. Kind of like, more. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're competitors, right? It so seems like D and D people are afraid of Pathfinder in a way. Yes, yes. There's been a lot of um, what's the word? Propaganda, if you will, around yeah. the game being more difficult, being more quote unquote crunchy. Yeah. Um, 
and even myself, like, you, you know, you get fed these things. And so you start to believe it, but having played it, having ran it, um, there are different rules and there are more numbers maybe that you add, but if you're looking at it, like as a, in the sense of like your proficiency in D and D is five, right. Or three, let's say, and your proficiency in at the same level in Pathfinder is eight for the sake of argument. So it's the difference between adding three or adding eight after your roll. Right. Like it's not yeah, that much. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I mean, yeah. I used to play, a sec- I played second edition Dungeons & Dragons all the way up to like uh, maybe two years, three years ago. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, so I was, I was in second crunchy. edition. Yeah, yeah, that was super crunchy. And, and you know, like we were just playing it because we, we had learned it once and we're like, I'm never learning anything again because it was so complicated, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we put <laughs> which but, is funny because so it gets point, easier. Exactly, but we were just like, no, we learned this. Now we're going to play this, and so that when we got back together with our midlife campaign, yeah, we did second edition. But then after that, we started fifth edition, just like right after. Yeah, that. yeah, and and we were like, it's, wow, this is just so. This is wow. This is. I feel, I feel like I'm on the moon. I'm weightless. You know, I could just jump around. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have to know what your sword hits against chainmail versus plate mail versus scale mail. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just exactly. just rolled yeah. for the AC. Yeah, I mean, but there was yeah. a lot of stuff that we missed, though. I have yeah. to say, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I think it's hard, hard, like to, you know, as a as a game designer, I'm sure it's difficult to try to find what's going to make everyone happy. Everyone right? happy, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Fifth Edition did such a great job. I think with help from some big names and streams like critical of course but i think they did a good job of making the game accessible i'll mm-hmm. say that i think pathfinder has pathfinder 2e has that same sense of like get into it once you're in it's just there's more options and i think that's what makes it really cool is like there's more classes there's different ancestries you can choose because yeah. they change that from race um like we had yeah, one of my was, friends. That was, that was the thing that sparked it for me. I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> they changed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder what it would yeah. be like to play that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only thing, yeah, the only thing I'd worry about with Pathfinder is just like the amount of material that's there as opposed to like uh, what's been put out with uh, Dungeon & Dragon. Uh, you mean that there's, because there's more material? Yeah, and it's been around for longer, so they have all this. Yeah, old modules that you can convert. And... Yeah, they Pathfinder books all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. constant. Yeah, I don't know where you're at, at the, in the podcast now, but they've just made a a book um, for the Mwangi Expanse, which is like the version uh, Pathfinder's version of Africa. Okay, and so you have black dwarfs, black halflings. Uh, black elves, uh, and they are like cool. Like, yeah, like, holy shit! I want to play these characters. Um, yeah, I, 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 just, like, I, I would love to see like how an African would play that, though. Oh yeah, I would love to yeah. see that. And because I spent some time in Africa, yeah, in Tanzania. Um, oh okay, yeah, I, I spent a few years there and uh, working and um, actually doing some 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 work on witchers by the way oh wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> actual african witchers 
because wow. you know in Africa that where I was, ninety percent of the nine people out of ten believe in magic. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So there are witchers. Um, yeah. So, anyways, that was my my big aside. Sorry. Yeah. I just felt well, like not to be no, no. Hey, that's cool. Not to be too weird, but I, I always like to see like what are the people I'm going to interview like. What are the other things that they've done? And so it was. That I don't for think that's the... weird, actually. <laughs> well, I think I mean... that's actually normal. But you know, it's, for me, yeah, yeah I, I, I yeah. find it weird to like just yeah, focus on, on that one aspect. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I understand. Because uh, yeah. this would be like Good. five hours. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say like I, I did look to see like what other stuff that you have done and. Um, I came across your, well, I couldn't find it, but you did a documentary called, um, Pamoko. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 It was, okay. it was a, yeah. a concert tour in Tanzania. And then before that I did a, a thing that was, um, more like investigative about the, um, murders of, um, albinos in Tanzania and across okay. Africa, like these ritual yeah. murders that were happening. They were yeah. being, uh, in some cases, uh, were being per, like the actual perpetrators were witchers. Oh wow, that's terrifying. <laughs> it is. It is terrifying. I mean, because you know, so yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. I mean, it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is Tanzania stuff. one of the countries in Africa that speaks French? No, they actually speak oh. Swa- Swahili. It's one of okay. the few countries in Africa that actually has um, an African language as their main language. Okay. And Dang. it's also one of the few countries in Africa that had a successful socialist revolution. Huh. Yeah. And still, it's still ongoing? Their, their socialist their revolution? Government? No, it's finished. Yeah. Or, I mean, they not the revolution, the socialist... no, the... Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's gone, it's, it's like, it's still the same party, I think, but it's like gone democratic. I mean... The the the, yeah. the 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 socialist government was a transitionary government that was there to like kind of um, uni- unite all the tribes, mm-hmm. so there wouldn't be any strife on that side. And uh, it was really anti-colonial. It was it's fascinating what they accomplished there. Yeah, dang. In some ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much freaking cool shit going on. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of terrible stuff attached to some of those things, but it's just like amazing all the stuff that you just, you know, especially. Um, you know, in countries like uh, the U.S. and uh, Canada, where you're just, you know, if you want to be oblivious to a lot of things in the world, you absolutely can because <laughs> you just live in your bubble. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's the news is so depressing. Man. So, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Well, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So, outside of Pathfinder, was that was that the only one you want to try? Outside of Pathfinder. Or? Gosh. Um, no, I'm I'm really like a bit of a D and D nut. Um, yeah. And I'm like I'm not I'm not like a professional gamer or anything. Yeah, but no, I mean, yeah. but the, let's see. Wait, there there's some systems. I just need to think of them. You know, Cthulhu. Obviously, I'd love to try because I haven't tried it yet, and everybody's tried it. Um, yeah. You know, Call of Cthulhu. Um, and then you know, I've messed a bit with Dark Matter, which is like Dungeon and Dragons rules. So, but I mean, in a different yeah. setting. Um, mm-hmm. but that's, uh, no, uh, no, no, you can, you can, yeah. you can sell me on stuff. I, I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm open. I'm open to anything. <laughs> Call me. Yeah. Well, I've still, I've still got to, I still got to try quite a few, but, um, uh, yeah, I think, I think for sure. Call of Cthulhu, 
for me seems fun, but the setting doesn't seem fun. Like <laughs> I have zero like... interest in playing in the 1920s America. Oh, I see. Personally. Is that the setting? Uh, yeah, typically how it's ran. Um, there okay, are some other I didn't know that. that. You can go like, yeah, there's some that you can play in like um, the Wild you West play, and things just, like that. You just play a black psycho killer. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I understand how it could be like a trouble. Yeah. yeah. So alternatively, uh, they created a game, not the same company, but there's a game called Delta Green, which uses the um, all of that Lovecraftian horror, uh, the same kind of monsters, but it's modern. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, instead of just like some random investigator, you're like, um, you work for oh, a secret organization called Delta Green, which is like X-Files, you know, type mm-hmm. of stuff. How um, much, yeah. Cool. That's a game I really want to play. Uh, okay. But, yeah, well, maybe we can play just, together sometime. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Foxhole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. One shot with Foxhole or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you be excited to go on stream at some point just for... Yeah, I would. Yes, I would not. Uh, I've talked about this before. Actually, the episode that came out today, I talked about. It. I don't want to do it myself. Like I don't feel want uh, to put on this. I'm sure I can learn it, but yeah, I just the. I think you would be great. Of, by the way, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying the podcast a lot, so I, I think if you could bring awesome. that same you, man. I kind of feel yeah. to it, yeah, yeah, that that means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I just, in terms of the production and everything around it, like, I think that would stress me out a lot. Yeah. So if I had somebody that I knew, like, I mean, that's, that's why I'm not it, doing it now is for the stress. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I understand on, that. Man. Yeah. But yeah, to be on one, um, uh, I definitely would love to do that. Um, I, I've talked to a couple of people about possibly doing that very thing. So we'll see. I mean, what happens in the future, you know, this is such a new project who knows where it's going to go, but. Um, I'm you know, it. I'd like to. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why I was like, I was like, this can't be real. It's, it's so <laughs> perfect. It's so what I was wanting right now. How could this thank be you. real? Somebody came up yeah. with this. Somebody who yeah. knows me came up with this. I, mean, that's <laughs> I, I was like, what? <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, that's why I made that trailer because it's like it's you know, be great for so many people, man. You know. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. You know, it's 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 meant a lot to me. I know it's meant a lot to some of the people that have done it. Um, I've had the opportunity to like share feedback with people who've done episodes um, and have other people like reply and be like, "Hey, episode so and so, like this was such an incredible thing to like see or hear or learn or experience," and then go and say like, "You know, you helped do this. Like you, your message, your story helped somebody feel this way," and that is such an incredible thing yeah. you know what i mean i'm just here facilitating it is, doing my yeah, best to like try to bring people yes. together and so yeah um it's so to have that opportunity to do that for other people um it's a lot of fun and that's kind of what this is all about you know and so that's so why i'm like i feel like really, if i can get people to listen to just listen to the seven minute trailer like that's what i'm about you know what i mean <laughs> yes. and uh yeah and then come check out the awesome. stories after that yeah <laughs> well, cool man Aww. well thanks that really uh Really, that's my, my pleasure. Day, so I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, there was no nothing else you wanted to ask me. There was nothing. I'm just wondering. Uh, nothing else to think of. Okay. I mean, you know, I, I yeah, Give I just you know, chance. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted yeah. to you know make sure to talk to you 
about your experiences with the games. And uh, like I said, I think it's important to have different perspectives and, and understand uh, where people are coming from because realistically, there's still I'm still hearing stories or seeing stories about people who don't have you know an inclusive table or who are still yeah. being discriminated against or who are being told they can't play XYZ type of character because it's a fantasy world and those things aren't allowed here or whatever it is. Or, you know, oh, yeah. like, you know, I just don't want people, I want people to know if you want to be a DM and you're black or Chinese or whatever, do it. Like if you're disabled and you want to have uh, that yeah. in your game and you want people to understand like that and treat it in a way that's respectful, like do that. Like there's people out there that are helping create these things. And uh, I'm not the only person doing this, of course, by any means, but, you know, whatever I can add my voice to the conversation and, and I'm happy to do that. And I, I really, so it. it's super important, man. Super yeah. Important, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. I think then uh, we'll end the recording on that, on that high note, but thank you so much for coming on and, and being the first guest that I ever reached out to. And finally we're here. <laughs> Two months later. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. Just, uh, hang on. Can we talk just, oh yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. 